So check this out. Today I riffed on kind of like a song dedicated to Gavin Newsom and Mayor Eric Garcetti. And it goes a a little something like this. This song is for Gavin Newsom. This song is for Eric Garcetti. You don't want us to go anywhere but home. But we're all alone. I need somebody to eat turkey with and get fucked up, Gavin. Come on, man. This bottle ain't gonna drink himself, motherfucker. God damn you guys, man. That I'm just like, I don't know. They're like my step stepdads that I never ever wish to have. That's exactly how I'm treating them. Like they keep telling me not to do stuff and I'm going to defy them. And that's the example I keep using with the state of California. Keep telling us not to do shit. And what do you think we're going to do? We are going to defy your ass. We're going to keep our restaurants open. We're going to spread all that mucus all over the place. Sadly, that's the, the bad part. But nonetheless, I hope everyone is hanging in there. It's still tough. We need to stick with this together. But at the same time, I encourage this more than anyone. Start a companionship with someone. Because after reading a couple of things about the Okinawans, for example, how, like, how, how do they live to be so goddamn, you know, they're, they're, they're centennials, man, sometimes, most of the time. Um, and a lot of it had to do with companionship, like not only their diet, of course, and the, the, the quality of life that they live out there, but making friends developing a relationship which is really hard and keeping it persistently like together with the same group of people or the same friends um because it's a fact man you sometimes i know i have i I could only count my real long-term friends with with maybe two hands i don't know but the rest have been shred in the shred bin of shit that i just didn't need anymore and I'm sure everyone goes through this. So Courtney Moyers, damn you. All the time. All the time. Anyway, bring it back to homies back on the podcast because um, I don't know. It, it's it, it's like riding a bike with, with wit and yeah. Roger's trying to get his life together over there because he can't fucking <laughs> find anything to post his goddamn phone. But it's nice to always have you guys on, especially when something new comes on. And um, first and foremost, Roger, let me shout this out. Fuck. Let me say something, Roger. You got me using my phone here, fucker. It's fucking amazing because <laughs> your internet sucks or something's wrong with your computer after fucking it's... missing class for one day with not, for, oh. for not having a Google browser. Dude, it's your stupid computer you gave me, man. Fuck that. Uh, wait, true story. I gave him a computer. Oh, specifically for podcasting, an iMac, a 2009 iMac with an i5 Intel 5, like 16 gigs of RAM. But I had to fucking hack it so I could put Catalina on it. Wait, and now it fell off the truck. It fell off the truck. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
and I just took it to his house. I have a few but, bases um, that fell off the truck. <laughs> Google Chrome doesn't work on it anymore, so everything's all yeah, it was like up. some bullshit. And I'm, I'm, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the computer again because I am not gonna sit here for a fucking hour holding my phone up. Because it doesn't have, have a stand for it. He has I everything no else for stand. his. God I damn you, man! Shit for this thing. I don't use my phone for this kind of bullshit. Oh my god. Just keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Crazy. I've known Rogers since 1994. I'll be, right I'll be right back. Just give me a minute. But, I'll be right back. All right. Keep going. All right. All right. So he'll be back. Uh, I want to shout this out first and foremost because I am excited from my homie Wit right here. Um, yeah. And did Roger get his life together? Let me see. That's better. It's working now. Okay. You're a little bit delayed. But it's better than than, than holding my phone up. Chooks, what's up? ha <laughs> You got to do the little mystery laugh. Well, that's it. If you suck, then whatever. Um, by the way, Wit Roger, Wit is going yeah. to debut a podcast. Yes, yes, I am. And I'm, I'm starting a new podcast. Hopefully, uh, in a few weeks. Actually, I'm getting everything together right now. So it's 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 awesome. I really like his layout, like his format. What is it? It's right on his name tag right there. The five the foot five Viking. Viking. <laughs> and he, he has the social media handles for it. So I'm going to put it up on the screen for everyone. Oh, Follow on IG. That's awesome. Thank you. At the five foot Viking. Now it ain't that hard to follow because you guys are on your goddamn phones all day anyway. Like, fuck. I know. You can't oh, live without it now. Think about that. Uh, what, what percentage of the, th- of the time you think you're on your phone? You know what's crazy? I mean, don't you have that thing where if you swipe uh, to the notification side that you can uh, you can actually look and see how much time your screen time your screen time and where it's been spent? Yeah. And, uh, oh, I, and I have mine disabled, so I don't know. I, uh, I I remember checking that like a year ago, and I I spent you know obviously I spent a lot of time on social media because of you know promoting the band and and doing things for mostly for like Steel Rod and for my Police Tribute and for stuff like that. But there was also a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff on emails, a lot of stuff on. So, like, I can see break it down. But then as soon as the shutdown started happening, happening, yeah. I, I remember seeing, like, six hours today was on Instagram. I was like, like, why did I spend Wait, so much break, time? It down by app? Oh, well, yeah. I think it, if you look no under the, 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 the settings, so, like, you look under it, it says, like, oh, you know, six hours on social media. Then you can break yeah. it down from social media how much time you spend on, on emails or this or that. So, um, yeah, and, and I just realized my time was – I'm like, okay, I'm not being very effective with my time at that. But, I mean, but now when you think about it, everything oh, that we're Manny doing now is, is online. Hey, Manny burned oh, you, bro. I mean, I mean, oh, man. It gotta, was a lot of porn. Why do you got to throw my business out there like that, uh, bro? Oh, Mike, what's up? When can me and Red Corn be on? Just saying. <laughs> you guys need to tell me because you guys need to, you know, tag team like the Heart Foundation and tell me when you want the title shot. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Iron Mike and John Redcorn. That's what he calls Jonathan. <laughs> Tyson and Redcorn show. Nonetheless, dude, like, um, I disabled mine just because I just didn't want to know and have a mm-hmm. conscience about it. Uh, but, but you're on it, it almost all the time. Come on. No, I'm in. Fr- I now I'm in front of a computer yeah. a lot more instead of my phone. But and, it's the same thing. Um, well, I, of course. I mean, but let me ask you guys this question: knowing that you, if there's a 
a comfort of difference as we just noticed with fucking Roger right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's a level of comfort where, like, for example, Five Foot Viking has its fucking helm. It has its, um, it's even if it's like in the corner of your kitchen, dude, mm-hmm. you step in there, you just, it's a whole different, like it, it's left to, it's subjected to your brain, creating like an imaginary space for you to fucking get in the zone, which is, which is called a flow state. I don't know if you know what that is, Roger. I know what it is, dude. Okay. Flow state is when you're on a roll, doesn't matter yeah. where you're at. You're zoned you in. Fucking, yeah. That's, that's kind of what, um, he accomplished with this, with this whole, uh, you know, upcoming podcast. Well, it's what I'm trying to do. I'm, I'm, I'm not fully accomplished. There's yet. no try. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there step by step. You know, there's, I'll be all 100. I'm, yeah. I've learned everything from you. Like literally anything that has to do with a podcast. I've, I've tried watching some other podcasts and stuff and, and, uh, and it's cool, but like literally, I I think um actually I kind of maybe uh, let's 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 uh, let's jump into this world real quick with the, yeah. me and you have been friends for a long time, but I think yeah. that if anything good came out of the shutdown or one thing that was good that came out of it, I think that our friendship has like has has strengthened so much because of the of the shutdown because we're not allowed to go out, we're not allowed to do this, so yeah. we've been spending a lot of time chatting, podcasting, yeah, picking each other's brains, you know. Uh, Hence yeah. what I just, I just mentioned at the beginning. It's like, even if you don't, if you don't have, I, what I'm trying to say is, if you already have a friendship, try to maximize it as much as possible during mm-hmm. this this time. And that's exactly what's happened with you. And then for me and Roger, I mean, we've known each other so long. It's like riding a bike. But for you, uh, like that that exact kind of like troubleshooting that we went through together. Yeah. And still, like, still go okay. to, but he props to you, dude. You fucking appreciate it, bro. Oh yeah. Like Good me time, and Roger dude. worked in customer service for so goddamn long and not one. Thank you for setting up your goddamn Blackberry 80, 88, 32 or whatever. No, I think I came to you for when you were at singular. Yeah. To get rid of some dirty, dirty laundry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get off of my girlfriend's plan at that time. And I had, I had the codes. Yeah. And the, then you ended up getting me on, what was that? The, the razor. You paid nothing. Do you know that? Right. That was wow. Awesome. <laughs> because we were just trying to sell a goddamn phone out of a Mexican supermarket, dude. That was a oh, great God. <laughs> Look at this. Who is that? Oh my God. Flaco looks like something out of like, I don't even know, like just, a catalog, like a fake catalog. Looks like a, no, Flacco's, uh, I Midget think what he, he's perfected his Morrissey singing skills during the shutdown. Wow, that dude. He looks like a broke-ass five-foot Viking. <laughs> <laughs> like if you order him, you ordered him yeah. from Wish, bro. Like, what? Hey, I use Wish. Wish is pretty cool, dude. Wish is pretty cool. Oh, shut the fuck up. Wish is pretty cool. Why is it cool? Tell me. I've heard oh, nothing pretty... bad things about Wish, and it's still booming as a business. Dude, it, 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 you have to look. You have to, like, hunt. Like, you have to search in there, and you'll find Who the something. fuck wants to hunt for so... Well, I mean, I know bargain shoppers like to hunt, but not... Dude, what you should be hunting for is books so you can get educated like Mr. Arizona State right here, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm hey, hey, oh. hey, 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 I got my books oh, right here. Oh, shit. Hey, let me see. Look at oh. that. Amazon rental. <laughs> look at I had to oh, rent wit. that shit from Amazon. <laughs> wit, by the way, mm-hmm. 
Roger will have his bachelor's bachelor this Friday. Yeah. This Friday coming up. Next oh, Friday. sweet. Yeah. Hey, right, congratulations, man. That's <laughs> Thank awesome. You. Thank you. Uh, oh, man, dude, I never thought I would finish that shit. But, Do you get uh, to, um, how does that work right now with 2020 and shutdowns? Like, are you going to be able to walk? No, no, there's not going to be like a ceremony, which mm-hmm. sucks because of the whole, you know, pandemic stuff. Mm-hmm. But what they are wanting, what they want to do is hopefully once everything, you know, calms down. And if that happens sometime next year, um, like with, um, they're just going to get the other classes together and then just put them all in one big room and say, oh, yeah, these guys are the graduating class of so-and-so and so-and-so and just nice. you know, do something. But in the meantime, I think I'm just probably going to get the actual documentation in the mail yeah. or something where I got to go. Pick yeah. it up. Where are you, where are you graduating from? Uh, it's called ATI college. It's ATI? For the, okay. Yeah. It's one of those, uh, uh, kind of like technical school, but it's not. Yeah. Like, kind of like a, like I, a, like a DeVry. Or, it is accredited. Um, they got yeah. accredited like, like almost a year and a half ago. Okay. So they introduced this program and I, I stuck to it and I just kept going. So honestly, I've been there for almost, it'll be three years this February. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's going to be cool. I can't wait. Oh, Ch- look at Chuk said. Chuk said, did you look like that meme of Shrek selling phones? Actually, yes. 100%. Have you seen that meme going around, uh, Roger? Which one? How fools look like uh, when they work at, well, how Mexicans uh, look when they uh, work at uh, oh, T-Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> no. And it, oh, man, you got to see it. I mean, I'll, I'll pull it up, but it's it's so like... As soon as I saw it, I didn't even laugh because I'm like, oh, that's that's true. <laughs> the only thing I remember, I remember of us, I remember the only thing I do remember about a Shrek joke was when we were at Radio Shack, and there was a picture of um, um, Manuel and um, Freddie. Oh my Freddy. goodness! Yes. Okay, so that and, that's kind and, of reminiscent <laughs> of this, right? And have you seen the meme with no? Wait, yeah, have I've you seen, seen the meme? I've seen it. Okay, let me show it to Roger real quick because he hasn't seen it. So look at that. <laughs> Why do all the Mexican foods who work at T-Mobile look like this? LMFAO, LMAO, whatever. Look oh, my God. You know who that looks like? I don't want to say a name, but you know who that looks like. It's fucking say it. It looks like this guy, obviously, from T-Mobile. <laughs> His name's Carlos. So, sh- as soon as I saw... Okay, Pete. I'm going to tell you. We call him Pete. Oh, you know what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> when it's internally funny for us because we worked in that fucking business and mm-hmm. oh man we can go on uh forever with that but okay so let me let me let wig give us context as to what we're about to watch and and thank you with for for sharing this um he did what is this considered like a like an assignment yeah, so um, so when I was at, at Golden West Community College, um, yeah. my my goal was to to get my bachelor's in communications from Cal State Fullerton. Um, mm-hmm. After I graduated, and I got my AA in, in I think it was like business something rather um, business administration or whatever business administration or business technologies or something. Um, when I looked into uh, into going to college, it was just too expensive. And to be honest, yeah. I wasn't really going to college to get a degree so I can take the degree and go get a job. That was more, um, 
I was more after the knowledge behind it so I can apply it to my own business, you know? So I treat steel rod and all the bands that I, that I work with as my business. So any knowledge that I gain, I can just, you know, further myself. So, um, so I just decided, you know what, I'm, I'm okay with AAA. That's fine. Hey, I graduated. It's a good goal. And then 2020 hits and I've got an awful lot. And like I was just saying, I was spending a lot of time on social media and some of it was to promote, but not much because all of yeah. our shows got canceled. So, um, so I just realized I had a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of downtime, and I figured time's going to go by anyway. So, what better time to go back to school than when I have time to actually do some stuff? So, hey, what's up, Mark? Good to see you, man. Um, so I decided I, I talked with a couple friends, and I, I, I think I have a, a, a natural talent for for marketing. So yeah. I wanted to somehow tie communications with marketing. And I reached out to my guidance counselor from Golden West. His name is uh, Damian Jordan, a fantastic ind- individual. He kind of steered me towards Arizona State because they had an online program for um, a, a major that's called interdisciplinary studies, which is basically mm-hmm. a, a, um, a bachelor's degree with two focuses. So I can, I've already accumulated all of these credits towards, um, towards communications. So now for interdisciplinary studies, I, I concentrate on communications and sales and marketing. So it's a kind of a, a dual. Whoa. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, so this class that I'm taking, this is my first semester in at a big boy college. And um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm um, I go to school. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, and I went ham. Like I got the, the, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to university. You've been watching the, the Pac-12 I've been games, watching the Pac-12 Saturdays. games. I've been, uh, I've been, I got my, my puppies, like ASU callers. And like, That's so you know, awesome. Oh dude. yeah. We're it's, it's just fun. So, um, so anyways, this class that I'm taking is called IDS 301 and, um, and everything's online and, and it's, you know, it's a little bit more difficult because I, mm-hmm. I, I like learning from a classroom setting, but, um, the the idea behind this class is to figure out when you have two different uh two different things finding out what you can uh what you can take from this subject and apply it to this one and what you can mm-hmm. take from this subject and apply it to this one how do you can integrate uh different things so it's a really interesting class so this last assignment that he um that we had to do it's called a kaleidoscope and the whole a kaleidoscope the, a kaleidoscope you remember the things that yeah. you know, they yeah, turn yeah. and yeah uh, it's basically how we can integrate everything all together so um, coming in this class at the very beginning, we've been reading this book called, uh, how to think like Leonardo da Vinci. And it's, a. Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll be 100 with you. When I went to go get it, I'm like, I'm going to hate this book. And bro, I couldn't put it down. It's a really good book. Really? Um, yeah. I'm actually really glad I, I got a lot out of it. It was really cool. But, uh, they started talking about the very beginning, started talking about a wicked problem and a wicked solution. And I, mm. I thought it was just, I thought it was an adjective, like, um, right. like, oh man, that's wicked, like, like, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> because we're from California, so wicked like, oh, pizza. man, that's a bitchin' problem. I'm like, but it's not like that. So, um, basically, in a nutshell, wicked problem is a a problem that's so big and so, yeah. um, so has so many different elements to it. Um, you know, like, um, so I chose to to work on mine on unemployment because it's kind of affecting a lot of people right now. And, um, and then you have to, you know, uh, uh, pose, pose that problem into a question and then you kind of deal, you go, there was an assignment where we had to look at extreme, uh, solutions. So yeah. we have the problem, 
we have the question and then we have to look an extreme solution over here and a, an extreme solution over here right. and then find ways of of doing that so um i was supposed to do like a there's powerpoint no, there's no way there's no way to test like these solutions to the the mm -hmm. so-called wicked problem yeah they're, they're, uh, and they don't have like a like a defined like I guess you could say I, I would use the word formulation, mm -hmm. but they don't have a like a, a specific like this is how you do it. Yeah. And this there's, is why it's going to work. Yeah. There's so many different avenues you can you can go down so many different, right. different things. That you, yeah. So but would that like when you go down different routes, wouldn't that spawn other different types of problems to get to that solution? Absolutely. Right. And that's why you have to learn what you can what you can use from here to apply here and use from there to apply there. Mm. Um, so my assignment was, I think it was supposed to be a PowerPoint, but I don't know how to use PowerPoint. Uh, so, <laughs> but, but, okay. but I do use Google slides like normal. It's the people, weirdest thing though. Like, but, but I can, I can, uh, you know, I can throw a, a video into final cut and have something yeah. for you, um, you know, in less than an hour. So, this was the easier route for me. So what I did was I just set up my camera. I video mm -hmm. videotaped myself talking about the the class. I went down a couple different rabbit holes on on some stuff, and I kind of edited everything together, and I, yeah. I sent it to him. So I was talking with with Edgar, uh, I think yesterday, and we were talking about the class and stuff. And I said, "Hey, let me shoot you this video. I want you to check it out and just look at the editing and stuff like that." And and that's when he was like, "Bro, like we should talk about this. This is pretty. Yeah. This is a, a cool subject." So I didn't get to see it because. Um, we're gonna watch well, it. I know. Yeah. We're gonna watch it's it right be the now. The first time I'm watching it. It's uh, it, it was very interesting. I'm like, oh, on the end, uh, top motherfucking line production from <laughs> Whip Portrayal on this shit. Watch yeah, this. Also, right, we're gonna watch it, and then I'll pause it when I have a question. And, and mind it. you, I got a I got a D on this. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, just kidding. What? <laughs> I'm like all that for nothing. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I haven't gotten the grade back, but I'm pretty sure I I'm pretty sure I aced it. No, I'm sure I watch watch this, Roger. This is clean, dude. Not to mention the the THX intro right here, dude. <laughs> wow. Good times. Incredible. Riveting. Greetings, Professor, and welcome to Whip Patrol's IDS 301 Kaleidoscope Assignment. What I'm getting out of this assignment is to find out how we can apply everything that we've learned throughout this book into a wicked problem, wicked question, and, and how we think about it. I just feel like in a video, you can understand my thought process so much better. So let's jump into this. I actually didn't know what a wicked problem was. I had to Google it. But during the first module, when I really started looking into it, I chose to do my wicked problem on unemployment, mostly because it's drastically affecting a lot of people right now, drastically affecting me. But unemployment is extremely broad. So let's narrow that down. Unemployment in America, still kind of broad. Unemployment in America in 2020 during a pandemic. I think that phrasing the problem that way is broad enough that we can dive into it deeper, but it's precise enough that we can really concentrate on that subject. So forming this into a question, there's a lot of different ways that we can go with this. I chose to address the problem during the pandemic. So my question is, how do we bring unemployment rates down while keeping Americans safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. This question could also be on a global level. It could be on a state level. It could be on a industry level. I was thinking about how am I going to explore this? And I realized that the whole point of this is to apply what we've learned in the book. So I went back to the book. First thing I looked at was, I apologize, I'm going to say this wrong, curiosita. But basically my- Oh yeah, hold on, hold on. <laughs> 
Okay, hold on. Now, now I gotta I gotta tell you guys about this. So this book, um, yeah. it's 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 all about Leonardo da Vinci, yeah. and about how you know how he thought and the way he approached things. Because the guy is, um, my my uh, perception of who he was is is very different now. Um, <laughs> is the yes, it is. Um, so, but the thing is, all of the uh, all of the sections in this yeah. book, they're all. I don't know if it's Latin or. or wow! Look at this. It is. It is Latin. Latin, yeah. They're, it, they're so, I can't pronounce them. I can't pronounce any of them. Where, are, where is it? Hold on. They're they're pretty. Um, even yeah. for me and Roger, we have you know Spanish tongues. So we have like um, curi curiosita. Then curiositas. Curiosidad. Curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. Okay, so there's curiosita. Then there's um, uh, dim dimon. Demonstrazione. Demonstration. Okay, very good. <laughs> okay, better than me. Next one is uh, sen sensazione. Sensations. Sensations. Yeah. Um, then there's. It's Italian. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Italian. So I, I, yeah. Well, it's, it's Italian and Spanish and Greek or Latin uh, uh, based languages. Yeah. So, so anyways, it, they it all was, fucking sound the same. I, I don't. I'm, <laughs> Obviously, I, I'm not, I'm yeah, not educated I, in that field like, right now, so it was a uh, embarrassing. Like, I speak aura. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, so, okay. you got to hang uh, out with Edgar. You got to hang out with Edgar with, uh, during uh, uh, his mom's birthday and stuff, and you'll pick up oh, some good words there. Oh my god, my mom will teach you everything <laughs> wrong, dude. Mm -mm. All right, let, let's continue with this video because okay. it's pretty good. All right. One thing that jumped out at me in the book was on page 50 in the first paragraph. Leonardo's loyalty, devotion, and passion were directed instead to the pure quest for truth and beauty. Okay, hold on. Leonardo's loyalty, devotion, and passion were directed instead to the pure quest for truth and beauty. So basically yeah. it was like an emotional fucking journey or what? He was in a book. It talks a lot about how he, um, he was looking for whenever he observed people, he would, he would have these parties at his house and he would invite, mm -hmm. um, like the ugliest people he could find. And, um, oh, fuck. Are you yeah, serious? yeah, he would do this on purpose. He would invite people that were ugly or, or what he thought was ugly or that what he thought was, um, uh, what did it say in the book? Like, um, like, uh, def not like def def deformations. I don't know how to oh, say that correctly. Really? But like, yeah. So yeah, he invited uh, all these people to his house because he wanted to study them because as an artist, he wanted to, you know, st so, you know, everybody would be at his house and he'd be all having right. his party with everybody. And, 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 you know, it was just cool. It was fun. But like, he was literally using that party as, as a way of studying the way people look. That is that way fucking could, interesting. No crazy, shit. right? Crazy. So, he would, he would, he would, most of his ideas came from nature. Yes, like he would yeah. just look at nature and, and just look uh, at all the he different. Would, uh, he would observe everything and just, just you know, to the smallest, minute details. Of, I don't know. I don't know if it's in the book, but I, I I remember seeing it or reading it somewhere where he would actually get ideas with a candle in the shadows. It would mm -hmm. cast. You just light a candle and well, put some random set in front of it, yeah. and you would see stuff on the wall. And and there was like horses, yeah, mostly a lot of nature, things like uh, that. You know, I think I think that's a good. I think that was a good idea what he did, just to get a look at all the people's differences. Yeah, it was it was interesting. 
know, everybody oh, has their own unique differences. So I, I can understand how that can come into play because, I mean, that's the artist, the artist mind, I guess, where the, uh, sorry, you find inspiration in like very, um, I guess, uh, out of your comfort zone, like mm-hmm. environments that you throw, you purposely throw yourself into. I know that's well, most of the time. Most of the time, your, your your greatest ideas come out of something like really random. Yeah, you know? and uh, I, I can say it, you know, with me that yeah. would be definitely true. I don't know how we would feel about that though. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. you, you know, especially being a musician, you know, a lot of our ideas come out of uh, stressful moments, emotional moments. Um, yeah, you know, or but, even moments when you're not even looking for it. it yeah, just happens, and you're like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Dan. Look at that weird fuck over there. I'm glad Nina drew him. <laughs> well, the I mean, so when it talks about in the book, and this is why I put that um uh that particular excerpt was because Leonardo always looked for for beauty in everything. Like so he would have this um this party where, you know, at the time the the people, the nobles or the kings or whatever, they would look down yeah. upon these people that were, you know, deformed or you know ugly for their time or or, or however so they, they talk crazy. about it but they would look but he would see the beauty in it he would bring the, all of them to his house and he would study mm. them because he sees the beauty in that and he's and so he would go for that but he also would was looking for truthfulness for for the truth for you know for, he was very um uh balanced mind when it came to like science and and uh and creativity so oh, shit. okay which was interesting it was just really interesting to me mm. all right let's let's keep watching here with this wicked question we really have to dive into truth i think one of the big obstacles is truth itself i mean with the uh, abundance of information that is available to us right now we could literally be on the computer all day looking for truth and three days later find out that something wasn't true it makes me wonder that if leonardo was alive today would he be more intrigued with truth or with beauty but back to curiosity so being curious about this we need to look into different ways that we can handle this question. Also in the book, it talks about reflection. So being that we are here at the end of 2020, we really have a great opportunity right now to reflect on what has been done build off of that and make better choices to move forward. So let's dive into a couple solutions. I like the quiz that we took that said to have two different solutions that were extreme. So let's let's visit that. We can do a massive shutdown where it's not just non-essential people, it's a shutdown for everyone. Now in doing that, the unemployment rate would go crazy, but what we would have to do as a country is to supplement people's income. Or maybe as a country, we freeze all prices and freeze all payments. I think at least at that point, it would give people more of a motivation to stay home. A lot of people that are breaking the lockdowns are doing it because they need to work. Okay, that's one possible yeah yeah you know what that's that's what i wanted to ask you about um Mm -hmm. because that is so fucking true a hundred you hit the nail on the head of that on on that statement dude and i i I forgot who said it but i think it was um what's her name Uh, alexandria ocasio cortez i mean i don't you know i know her ideals are just you know pretty pretty interesting i don't agree with with most of them but you know I'm, i'm you know, she's young. She's she's probably going to develop over the years. Who knows what kind of representative she'll she'll turn out to be. But she said, and I am like, yeah, that's so fucking true. And I think Andrew Yang said the same shit. Give people money to stay their ass home. Mm-hmm. But they won't I think do the that. Hardest, the reason why I went there is because they're, you know, it's affecting me right now. You know, being unemployed and not having our shows, you know, the the government so far, you know, reflecting, they've done some, uh, some PUA, some EDD, yeah. some unemployment stuff, but it's not even a fraction of what, you know, 
it, it is literally a fraction of what I was making. So, 100%, but, man. but nothing has changed. So like, I mean, literally I make an unemployment check that almost doesn't even pay my rent. So, you know, so literally, you know, at that point, what am I supposed to do? Like, yeah. you know, the stress that, that I have of, of trying to provide for my family, staying home, yeah. um, you know, I, yes, I absolutely want to stay safe and I want to mm -hmm. keep others safe and I want to do my part to, to help us. But at the same time, now one month down, we live in California, you know, one month yeah. down, I've got creditors calling, I've got this, so I still have to pay my bills. And, um, and it's just, it's, it's so when we, when people like me are like, we're kind of forced to break the lockdown and go, yeah. because I, I have to, I have to find some way to pay my rent. I think alive. at this point it's safe to say with all three of us, we're all fed up with our our le I, with our leadership. I know I am, and mm -hmm. people just keep telling me to shut the fuck up and just listen to my leaders. It's a little bit difficult for me to listen to my leaders at the state and local level when they're doing the complete fucking contrary, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay, well, uh -huh. they, you just like, dude, like all these motherfuckers are coming out of the woodwork getting caught for saying stay your ass home but they're going to a fucking restaurant a fucking yeah. uh a fam they get caught dude and i'm like fuck you dude that's my first reaction my first instinct wit is it's the hypocrisy oh, of it. yeah. like yeah dude right away and i'm like you know i'm i'm pretty you know liberal in a lot of ways but i'm very you know liberals like i I, call, I like to i love to consider myself a, a logical liberal but I know that's not going to happen because I will make mistakes. And I admit to that. I'm not in denial. I don't always want to be right. That's that's my philosophy. However, when you go and fucking mandate me to do something, but you don't fucking do it yourself. Fuck you. That's mm -hmm. my first reaction. And guess what? People are going to say, fuck it. I'm just going to catch COVID and whatever. If I wear a mask, I don't. If I do, whatever. Like, it's like a. A uh, roll of the dice. Uh, I remember my my buddy Michael made sense of it. It's um, it's kind of like uh, like the shuffle button, man. You take the risk by going out. You you don't take much of a risk if you stay inside. Mm -hmm. So, how do we saw this? This is answering your question. That's an extreme. Um, yeah, that's an extreme way of doing uh, it, but solution. it works only if the the <laughs> resources are there. Which, come on, let's, let's be frank yeah. here. Well, I think that we were, I think rich. we were, the, our, I mean, going into reflection and, and reflecting back on what happened during the first shutdown, I think there was just a, uh, there was one step that we didn't take or we didn't mm -hmm. do it correctly. And that was the, the, the PUA, the pandemic unemployment uh, fund, whatever it's called. Um, that's the part where we dropped the ball. You know, when we said, okay, we're going to shut down everything, um, you know, non-essential, which I, I don't like that term, but, um, you know, because my job is essential to me. Um, we, <laughs> we made you poor stay home. I mean, unless you wait at the place we have reservations. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's exactly um, what it is, man. So, there, so, you know, I think we started off right. You know, we were like, okay, we got to shut everything down. We need to, you know, limit people's interactions and, and, and you know, do that. Uh, secondly, um, um, you know, what we're but we're going to take care of you guys. So I think that's yeah. where it didn't flow right. You know, they, they started off with some stuff, but you know, there, there's, there's people that were trying to, 
to do what was right. But then there's also on the flip side, there was like these millennials that were having huge, you know, Hollywood Hill parties with like yeah. 300 people. Oh, God, so that of, really, of course, I mean, it made get, me mad at first, but then, I, then I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? Like fucking stop them from doing it. They're just going to mm-hmm. go to the next house. Yeah. So like I said, there's a wicked problem. There's so many different, yeah. so many different things that are affecting everything. So, but I mean, so anyways, that was, that was one of the solutions that was an extreme yeah. solution. Um, you know, shut everything down, force everybody to stay home, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and, and go from there. But like I said, we would have to somehow supplement income. So it gives Absolutely. them a, it gives them a, a, a reason to stay home. Um, but the problem, I think the problem is, um, uh, with a lot of people, like you said, there's, you got to pay your bills. Absolutely. Yeah. See, that I was figure, something that was missing. My thing is, what's going to happen to these companies that don't get paid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Like, what what's going to happen? Are they going to shut down? Mm-hmm. Are the banks going to close because they're not getting their mortgage payments or their or from like their rents collected from landlords and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Well, I don't, it would have I mean, to be like a trickle down effect. Like, um, so like if I mean, just for example, off the top of my head, if we were if we were going to shut everything down and okay, wit. You're not allowed to go to work, but good thing is you don't have to pay rent while while we have this mandate shutdown. So if that's if I don't have to pay rent, but then they have to freeze it on different levels. So I won't have to pay rent. So the owner of my apartment complex, he still has to make his bills too. So you got to freeze his stuff too. You know, yeah. so you would ha- literally it would be like a level of freezing everything. You know, um, freeze right. it, it, freeze your credit card payments. You know, uh, freeze your 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 you know, just freeze everything and freeze it across the board. The problem yep. is there's there's companies that are still making money and there's still credit card companies right right now that are they're they're charging you interest on stuff and like absolutely like we can barely make minimum payments right now. So, you know, they're this whole year the, the credit cards are making bank off of this year. You so, know I mean I mean instead of the government supplementing the the wit of the world why not just supplement mm-hmm. those that are that the final, you know, level mm-hmm. of where the, the money needs to go? Why not just supplement like the banks or the, uh, you know, the property? I, I You know what I'm talking about. I think that's you know what, what they I'm... were trying to do, especially when they did um, like small business uh, loans. And I think I remember seeing something just recently about um, some small business uh, Mm -hmm. relief and some business relief for for the business owners. The problem is it hasn't trickled down to us. Like I still have to pay my rent. I still have to pay my, so that's the, you know, but anyways, that was one of the solutions like, okay. All right. Well, let then then right here on the next, uh, when I hit play, you're going to be talking about the second solution. Okay. Okay. Ability. On the other side of this extreme, I saw something in Europe. I think it was called herd immunity. The idea behind that is go about your daily life. Everyone's going to get sick anyways. And if you don't catch it, then how can you build up an immunity to it? I guess there's some logic with that, but at what cost? Both solutions have pros and cons. I think out of the two extreme solutions that I presented, we definitely need to find a middle ground on it. People still need to go to work. We need to bring the unemployment rate down. There's so many other conversations that we can have about negative aspects of people staying home too long. People going not going to the doctors and getting diagnosed for an illness that they have right now. Depression, suicide, spousal abuse. There's so much more to this than just unemployment and COVID-19. This requires a panel. 
I think one of the hardest parts too is staying on track with this. Having a wicked question, having a solution to it, you you go down so many different rabbit holes that sometimes you forget about the original problem, the original question. I think I could literally talk about this for an hour, but I don't think you want to watch this for an hour. So if I could put an end cap on this whole conversation, my personal feeling is that we need to find middle ground between those two extremes. We need to keep people safe. We need to boost our immune system. We need to bring our unemployment level down. I don't think herd immunity is a good idea. I mean, it's basically flipping the coin and saying, hope you don't die. But on the flip side, I think a complete shutdown will hurt people's careers, which hurts their family. If we were to do another Mm. shutdown, but do it more strategically, shut down the country, keep people in their homes so we're not spreading the virus, supplement their income so they don't need to go out to go to work. So the shutdown will actually be effective. That way, when it's time to come out, we can go back to work. But here's the thing. In order to do that, we have to have really good leadership. And that's a whole Mm. other conversation. All right, sir. I just wanted to let you know that I had a, a really, really great time in this class. It challenged me in ways I didn't think it would. And I enjoyed it. I appreciated it so much that today I just registered for your IDS 302. So with that being said, I hope you have a great break and I will see you in January. Very, very nicely crafted, bro. I hope I didn't get great on that. Slow clap. Yes, slow clap. I think I got it. I think I did pretty good. You got a D. (laughs) I wonder wonder if anybody else in the class did that kind of an intro. No, No, you know what? I thought it was in the professor's side and I saw that. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, cool. Well, they said, uh, I mean, the the cool thing is because everything's online, you know, you have to be really clear. Um, yeah. And uh, the it says, like, this is what the project is. And then it says what you submit. And it kind of explained it. And it said, be creative, be, uh, you know, uh, entice me in the beginning, like, make it, make it creative, make it, you know, uh, keep my attention. And I was like, okay. I mean, well, you had something. the THX intro, bro. That's awesome. And, uh, I was looking for the audio that... I was like, I couldn't find it. <laughs> Fucking, uh, what's the other When you go to an IMAX and you see that crazy ass intro. Yeah. Dude, so here, here's the thing, too, is I've heard a lot of people use that term, uh, herd immunity, and yeah. not to confuse people with all the, all the medical jargon, but in layman's terms, herd immunity is just what Witt described in the video. Like you just go about your day and not, you know, there's an illness out there and you're going to catch it or you're not. And if you do, you build uh, antibodies to fight it off the next time you catch it again. Now, (laughs) dependent on the severity of uh, the disease or illness or virus, whatever you want to call it um, right now, I haven't read much about Sweden because Sweden was actually doing that. I think, so. uh, I think all the other all the socialist states were like Denmark, uh, Sweden, uh, and I think Norway were doing it. I don't I don't quote me on that, but um, what do you think about that, Roger? You're a little bit more, I guess, more versed than me and wit, and in medical terms, of course, too. I mean, you, uh, you are right. going to school for yeah, 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 yeah. something related in that field, not but not exactly where one thinks you're not going to be a nurse. Well, I mean, um, but you're you're in that environment you, now. You have to, first, you got to think heard? about it. But just think about it real quick with the herd immunity. Uh, yeah. What's the one thing? Well, I mean, it's been more than a hundred years now since the flu ravaged, mm-hmm. you know, our country or the world, you know, and now we definitely have a herd immunity for that, and we have. 
uh, potent vaccines for it. You know, it, mm. it took some time, but it, it happened. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, if you're going to try and develop an immunity for this, yeah, you do have to get, you do have to catch it. But right. again, you, you don't, you don't know how your body's going to affect or it's, if it's right. going to be able to fight it off because there's, it's a respiratory disease, you know, and your lungs are, Basically, your lungs' only line of defense for any type of infection is to cough. Yeah. If you can't cough that shit out, you're you're screwed. Your lungs are gonna get get that infection and you're done. You know, you're pretty yeah. much done. So I think the best thing to do is I mean, this is just my opinion, is um they should if this vaccine is going to do something, it should have usually the way a vaccine works, it should have a small portion of that virus in order for the body to recognize what it is i mean that's what a flu shot is a flu shot is basically you're getting like a really tiny amount of that flu virus injected into your body and it's just it's just small enough for it to not to do anything but it's big enough mm. for the body to for your immune system to recognize what it is and fight it and that way, By the way, Stonebury, if you're watching it. this, uh, be sure to sponsor all of us uh, with your delicious Michelin mix. I really appreciate you. Um, I will be tagging you in this uh, video on Instagram when, once we cut out this little segment. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, I, I get exactly what you mean. Now, fast forward to, to COVID-19. Uh, it is a form of SARS. Obviously, yeah. everyone that cat's been out of that bag for a long time. And do how many people in the in California alone suffer from asthma? A lot. A very a big lot. amount, dude. And there's, that there's, is there's those even people that are like right away, like that. They're they're the ones that are gonna have a really difficult time with with it once they catch it, like almost immediately. There's um there's and also an illness that, disease, uh, disorders too. There's also a disease that a small portion, but. A lot of I think I think here in California too, but I know for a fact my neighbors' kids they were mm -hmm. born with this kind of um, rare, well, semi-rare. Um, I don't want to say deformity. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, um, it's called a uh, uh, ciliary dyskinesia. Um, our our windpipe, like yeah. our, the, the pipe where we breathe in is is lined with very very tiny millions and millions of tiny little hairs mm. and those little hairs capture uh the mucus that we create right and that that mucus basically becomes the the fly paper i want to say for all the dust and all the shit that we oh in. no shit and, okay and then we cough it out you know that's why again that's why we cough because right. something is happening and when you're coughing, your lungs are saying, fuck, I need to fight whatever's trying to get in. You know, that's what Whoa, happened. Okay. Well, these kids were born without the little hairs in their thing. So. Oh, shit. Are you serious? Yeah. So anything oh, like man. a common cold or the flu or even even a runny nose mm -hmm. can be dangerous because there's nothing to capture all that mucus. So it's just going to go straight down. And Damn, it can get into that. their lungs and cause an infection. So they are highly at risk at this type of COVID because it's a again a respiratory disease which attacks. That is so nuts, dude. So it it's not just because you know oh people have breathing problems here mm. in California. I guess because maybe we had the smog, 
wildfires, all that stuff where, you know, we're plagued with that year round. But there are people out there that have this kind of thing. And it, it sucks when I see that there's people out there that don't want to wear a face mask, that don't want to comply with certain things because right. one, they could be asymptomatic and not know that they're spreading this disease because there's, yeah. it's been already, you know, proven there's a people with asymptomatic, you know, they're, they're carriers of the germ. Yeah. You know? So it's dangerous, you know, it, and I just wish people would under like, just be more empathetic because this thing right. is real. This thing is real. It's not fake. A lot of people are saying that it's fake and made up. Uh, you and I have a friend that just lost her father to this thing, yeah. you know, so, you know, who, 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 who like, know that it's, it's fucking there. And it's fucked uh, up the way it happened too. I mean, I, yeah, we haven't told with yeah. the story, but to summarize what happened with, uh, Roger and I have a friend, uh, that has, a. You know, a father has been diagnosed with some type of cancer and they were out in public and some Karen ass bitch had a fit about not wearing a mask and she she spit or coughed on all of the people. Coughed, she she coughed on she coughed on our friend. She was she wasn't with her family, but she got coughed on. She caught it and um she took it home without knowing. And yeah. she spread yeah. it to her family. And her dad, who was, you know, pretty much already like you know over 80 Terminal. something but yeah. he had like other stuff and he was his body was already compromised with other things but he was doing okay yeah. all of a sudden fell with this thing and they they couldn't do much for him and he died in the hospital and it, it sucks you know it sucks yeah. but the, 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 there's there's just people out there that just it's sad you know i mean you need to understand that this isn't just some kind of sickness. This right yeah. now is a microscopic killer. Yeah. You know, diseases have always put humanity on check. The biggest one was smallpox. We conquered that. Then we had to go with the, uh, the plague that happened and ravaged Europe. Now, uh, like I said, over a hundred years ago, it was the flu. The flu killed millions of people in America, but we managed to control that. And now we have to deal with something like this, you know? Yeah. So it's just with the lockdown that's happening, I think it's it's a double-edged sword. Yeah, you know, totally. We have, we have to take it, but we're going to have to sacrifice a lot of things. It's either it's either it's either I sacrifice like me not going out with my friends for 6 months or I risk, you know, just maybe dying. Yeah. Georgine yeah, said it best, you have to be vigilant. You don't want to be that one person who is okay one day and then dead the next. And that's hundred percent because yeah. that's exactly what's happening now. But in this, at the same time, I, I see, like, I put myself in witch shoes, man, all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I would be devastated, man. He's handling it perfectly. Like, like, uh, like a civil human being, man, I would have gone crazy. Like you just took my life away, dude. And I can't go back out and do what I've done for the past 20 years, making a really good living off of. And just but, to have someone go. But look what happened. Mad. Look, look what happened. He, you adapted. You oh, absolutely you've grown. You've, you've branched out in a whole other different venue that you never actually thought you were ever going to do in your life. I mean, you even said it to yourself. Mm -hmm. You're like, I've never done anything like this before. Yeah. And look at me now. Yeah. I'm doing it. And you know what's great about it? You, your uh, Steel Rod is is doing their their virtual concerts, which is 
really awesome because a lot of you know uh, big name bands are doing that. You know, uh, there's people giving out virtual concerts on YouTube and shit like that. Yeah. So it's it's just to show the world that they're still working, that they're, they're still doing. And what's great about it is um, you have a lot, you have a huge fan base that's being generous and and helping out because they want to see you push forward. No, but, and, and props and props to the band too. Yeah. Um, if anyone even knows who would uh, played for for so damn long, it's a band, a uh, power trio cover band called Steel Rot. Props to them because they were the first ones I knew that started doing the live streams. Nobody else was doing it, and everyone followed suit. But they did it right the first couple of times, and they made dude. They've managed to get by with the live streams. And they, and they put hard. it on your shoulders, right? Wait for you to, yeah, to man and everything. Like, and you're like, what the fuck? What am I going to do? And look at you now. You know, you're, you've well, got the thing is, like, you got I, th- I like what you said. You were like, you know, look at what you're doing. You're adapting. You're figuring out. And I think that that was like one of the main, um, one of the main words that I was using back in March, you know, because yeah. we got back from the cruise on March 15th. They shut down the country on March 17th. And our first yeah. live stream was March 18th. So we, I mean, we wow. just, we had, we had to figure it out. You yeah. have to, we have to, uh, um, pivot on what we're doing. Um, obviously, our our business model is is not live streams. You know, our business model is to go perform live performances. So when that's taken away from us, we have to learn it. We can be dead in the water, or we can pivot, adapt, and 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 move forward. Um, Absolutely. The, the, my biggest problem with the whole with reflecting on it and and seeing how everything played out, my biggest problem with everything is like the way the the decisions that were made it was like okay we have a pan i and i think that a lot of people do accept that this is a real thing i think the mm-hmm. problem is that that we're 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 not given um uh, that we're not given um the opportunities to thrive um and that's on our leaders because so like for I instance agree. in 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 my situation and a lot of musicians and a lot of people especially here in california who um, are in the same situation as me is where the way it goes down is they're like, Hey, we have a pandemic. We got to shut everything down. We got to do this. Okay. I'm on board. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I'm on board. I, I, I want to do my part. I want, I, I want to, I want to help. Okay. So obviously I won't go to work. Um, and they're like, okay, cool. We're going to pay you guys. We're going to put forth some money. So it'll be, it'll work. Then a few months into it, they're like, well, money's running out and we're not going to pay you anymore but you still got to stay home and um and you still got to pay your bills like that's the part where i'm like yeah i can't like like, i just i mean and it's not it's i'm not saying it to be mean i'm saying it like i just physically i just i just can't do that like if of course you can man if the money's not coming in but you want me to stay home but you also want me to pay my bills like one of them this doesn't work out, you know, that's the hardest part for me. I'm like, listen, I would love to stay home and make this happen so we can all come back and thrive even better. But if, uh, if, if, you know, if I'm at home and I'm stressed out because Mm -hmm. I can't pay my, my rent this month or let alone anything else, you know, my phones, food on the table, you know, um, insurance. I mean, Mm -hmm. I had to pay car insurance for the last eight months when I'm not driving, you know, the weirdest stuff that, you still have well, to pay most all companies bills. supposedly were offering some type of i guess not retro pay but like kind of like a, a courtesy I credit i think i got, I think I got like a five percent or something like that it went oh, from well, like, i have triple a so i got a, a pretty 
pretty yeah. good shark. I wasn't a lot, I got, but I mean, it's I've a got mine yeah. on non-operation with the DMV, so I don't have to yeah. get insurance for it. Mm -hmm. but, so I mean, I mean, but the point is that you know the way that things went, it was like, you know, I think a lot of people were on board, and then now that now that we can't, you know. We're, or our careers are still taken away. Now, obviously, mm. like you said, I adapted and tried something else because that's just who I am. But yeah. what if I don't want to go to school? You know, like yeah. I'm, I feel like my career, I'm being forced to, uh, you know, hang it up and be like, try something new. Because even, I mean, six months ago, we were thinking, okay, you know what? By January, we should be back to gigs. You know, yeah. I don't see us going back to gigs until 2022. They're going to drag this out. It's, it's, I, I kind of, I don't even know if my industry will recover from this, you know? Supposedly, this is this is coming out of the mouth of Dr. Fauci. He said that we're looking at a late summer, like, uh, I guess, fall, where people are going to slowly but surely going to be filling venues and stadiums with uh, live entertainment, sports, and fucking what's it called a uh, monster mash bro whatever the monster truck show at fucking anaheim but, whatever but the thing is it can be done it can be done now it's just you need to have the you need to control how much people you put in there you know that's what they should stick to doing now i mean i don't know what a precise data they're looking at to see where um, the clusters of infection is coming from. I'm sh pretty sure it's because of gatherings. I, I'm don't again, don't quote me on that. Um, but a lot of the data I've seen don't necessarily point fingers at outdoor dining and uh, outdoor. But that's what they're shutting. Whatever. Well, and that's ass backwards. I'm like, wait a minute. Like for example, Roger, uh, I I read something online. I forgot where that Orange County. Is going to, I guess you. I don't. I don't. I don't know the exact term, but they're they're relying on the medical marijuana dispensaries to stimulate the entire county's fucking economy. Wow. So they basically gaslighted everyone to say, "Hey, if you're going to stay home, buy some weed and get fucking high." I think. I think. Which I don't disagree with. I'm like, not wait a, a bad minute. plan. I'm like, oh, oh, see, you're catching my attention here because <laughs> we're shut down. You afford it. No, no, it's something you can't afford it. I'm just saying like they should, uh, LA County should kind of like, I don't know how much they collaborate because I know it's two different. Dude, OC and LA, obviously demographically too, it's different. Construction wise, totally different. The minute you hit the five freeway by Anaheim, it goes like this, bro. Yeah. Everything is not as condensed as it is over on our side of the, the freeway. Mm -hmm. um, and you go anywhere, even like the beach areas, there's so much space. But then there's little condensed areas like uh, like Main Street and Huntington Beach where all the fucking bars are. So it's like a little Main Street in Alhambra. Like everything's so condensed. Nice. Same thing with Old Pasadena. Everything's yeah. so condensed. Now, now picture that and multiply it by like a trillion, billion, whatever. I don't know how many people are in New York City. Yeah. That's total uh, condensation right there. And everything goes vertical. Everyone lives kind of vertically in New York. Yeah, that's a perfect recipe for a fucking pandemic, dude. Well, well yeah, because you're it's it's all closed in, like you said. Yeah, and and that's that's what fascinates me about not, they don't have enough space for like outdoor 
venues or outdoor dining or just yeah. unless unless they want to move stuff into the park. Yeah. You know, they have that huge massive area where they can just yeah. like say, okay, well, let's put some food trucks out there and then people can right. go in and gather here's there. The thing. Here's yeah. the thing. Um I was watching this thing in Long Beach. The there was three business owners that were there speaking with the city um because Long Beach is part of LA County and they you know, this was right before Thanksgiving. They were going to shut everything down. And it was something, I think the number was like 206,000 um, restaurant workers on the day before Thanksgiving or don't have a job anymore. You know, and, yeah. and that was, they had, so they had this really big meeting. Uh, one of my friends, uh, his name is Michael. He's the owner of the gas lamp in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. And he was there at this meeting and he starts talking. And he's like, we're just questioning, we're, you know, we're not saying that we're here to go against you. We're just questioning your decisions because your decisions are, are hurting so many people. Um, but like, but they don't, they don't make a lot of sense. So he was, you know, okay, let's, let's go down this path. You're shutting down, um, outdoor dining, or, or you're saying that you're, you're shutting down outdoor dining and indoor dining, and we can only do takeout. And he was like, my business model isn't made for takeout. Exactly. Like that's, that's not what my business model is. So all of my workers are, he's like, it's the, it's the hardest thing for me to do the day before thanksgiving is lay everyone off like and now they're going into the holidays with no job um like, up, man. but but the problem is you're shutting down my, but but they can drive 10 minutes down pch to huntington beach and there's outdoor dining because yeah orange county didn't didn't do that like uh like what la county did so there were it, they brought up a lot it, of good points that way and then the one that struck me the most was he said you're shutting down outdoor dining you're shutting down all these restaurants um Mm -hmm. saying that this is but but people can go get on a plane with 200 150 Mm -hmm. 200 people that are not in their circle of of uh circle of people so we can go get on a plane or we can go to target or we can go to walmart or home depot or you know we can do that but we can't have 10 people at our house but we can't go sit at a table and outdoor dining with our family like these decisions don't make sense. You're I agree, dude. I agree hundred percent. And, you know, and then I mean that by following the, the rules in place, you know, cause obviously, uh, when obviously you're in your mind, consciously, you're like, I'm going outside to go get food. There's a high risk of me getting infected. Let me take the proper precautions. Mm-hmm. Cool. Do that. Uh, but then, okay. Add a sprinkle of fucking close everything down. Um, now you you go out. You're like, okay, where am I gonna go? Fuck it. I you know you get pandemic fatigue from it. Doing you stop wearing your mask and you just go. You just fuck it. There's no um, there's no structure in place, dude. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thought there was structure from the get go, but no, I don't. I do. They they basically said, oh, this is how you bench for us, right? but they've never even done it before. They showed you like on a video and shit, like this is how you do it. Um, this is how you bench press. But then you ask them, well, how, how much do you get bench press? Like, oh, I don't bench press. What the fuck then, dude? You're telling me to do something you've never done. Uh-huh. And and that that's where, and it's fucked up because at the same time, we've all acknowledged that the sickness is real because it's hit, well, it's hit me personally too. Um, but in the same token, it's like, okay, if you do get sick, What's the plan? Okay, then go about your thing. Uh, go about your your plan. And if you're not that severe or asymptomatic, 
there's a plan for that. Stick with it and then just keep uh, taking those proper precautions without jeopardizing anyone else around you. And, you know, I get heavy opinions on this shit, especially from my inner circle, dude. Like, for example, some people say, hey, we're we caught it. You know, we're immune to it. Let's hang out. And mine is like, no, you know, not all of us are still immune. We can still catch it again. Like we're, we're basically like kind of finding loopholes, our, our own little fucking loopholes in our mind to, to congregate and fuck man. Like it's hard dude. Cause you want to see each other, but look what we're doing. We're in front of a fucking computer. It's like, it's like how you said before uh, a long time ago, um, basic needs, remember basic needs of humanity. Yeah. And one well, of them is, out, well, yeah, I'll get into that. But uh, I'll look at Alex, uh, Alex, what he typed in. Do the COVID numbers here in LA County are at 422,000? Are you flexing for Alex? <laughs> yeah. San Bernardino's 90, almost close to 100,000. Orange County, 93. See the big difference. It's, it's so weird. Like, how did this happen? But we can contemplate all fucking night when we know exactly how it happened. And getting to what Roger was was about to talk about with, um, you ever heard of Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs? No. Okay. Well, there's a there's a Tony Robbins, uh, Dr. Chloe Madonna's um, interpretation of just that, where there's six human needs, and the first four human needs are the needs of the ego, which everyone right now is trying to fucking fill during this pandemic. Do you wow. know what the four, first four are? I know one of them. One. I know one of them is uh, the need to be touched or the need to be. No, no. The uh, first like, one is the need for certainty, which a person like <laughs> there's Witt, none. <laughs> it's it's fucking like there, I have he, none. He right lived now. by the second human need, which is uncertainty, variety, surprises, all this shit, because he doesn't even know if like you know, fuck, this check's gonna hold up, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I I get this much money and this is my rent. What am I gonna fucking do? Um, so it's like a scramble, like a, a struggle to, to survive in the fucking jungle, like that type of shit, dude, that's, that's variety. That's why you need certainty. Like most women, for example, most females, I'm not being biased here or chauvinist in any way. Uh, most females by nature, they're certainty freaks because they seek security. They seek assurance. Um, the roof is going to hold, um, you know, Basically, like it's gonna happen, and I want to know when it's gonna happen, how it's gonna happen. Like they want it to be kind of predictable in their sense. However, there's the second human need, what I just, which is I just talked, which is uncertainty, variety, and all of us fucking dudes love variety. From from drunk driving, getting high, getting twisted, doing an Oregon Trail, which is now uh, uh, cocaine, which is now called an Oregon Trail. Um, <laughs> all that shit, dude. It's fucking intriguing because it's like, dude, we live on on uh, we live fucking dangerously, bro. And it's but, true. Look at wit has out of the six, out of the six I know one of them is the desire for human contact. Mm-hmm. So no, that's number three. Well, check this out. So number three, wit is uh the need for to, for significance. You want to feel special, you want to feel loved, you want to feel like you belong somewhere. And right now, during this pandemic, dude, those first three needs, right away, everyone's trying to fill because no one feels fucking special. No one feels useful right now. Yeah. So that's where they're looting. I mean, shit. Doing this, like, even as a band, like, we barely feel relevant anymore. Yeah. You know? and, and, and that that leads to the fourth human need, Roger, which is love and connection. That's it. Everyone right now is just scrambling to get. Uh, and 
But here's the thing. Love is too scary. So what do people choose just to connect? Mm-hmm. They don't hear like falling. In lo- the perspective of falling in love has been so romanticized by Hollywood. It's that it's lost. It's true fucking meaning, dude. Falling in love with something or someone, whether it's your spouse, your best friend or whatever, is not even like a, a to me, it's not categorized in any kind of sexual manner. Because it means you've developed a relationship so deep in the fucking rabbit hole that there's no, there's no getting out of it because you guys are enjoying what you guys are digging into. Uh, that goes for, that's why right now during this fucking pandemic, everyone is just scrambling for connection. You know why? Because they're being told to stay at home. Mm-hmm. And they stay it's home just, and uh, then the... Fr- it's just so crazy like when... when- this this really ties into exactly what we were talking about earlier with this yep. book and this this um you know the you know interdisciplinary and and looking at a wicked problem and stuff. I mean, look at look at yeah. where this conversation has gone. You know, if we just this conversation that we've had, we've talked, yeah. we've gone down so many different things, talking about this, talking about that, talking about how it affects people, talking about different counties, talking about different ways we can do this, and and still, I feel like we don't have any type of real solution, you know? Well, because then, then that boils down to the last two fucking human needs, which no one is feeling, feeling right now because it's every man for himself. The fifth human need is the need to grow. Mm-hmm. What happens to a plant when you don't fucking water it, dude? It dies. Mm-hmm. Even if you give it the sunlight, it'll kill it. It needs water and sunshine. It needs both. And that's what we're not doing as not just a state, we're not doing this as a country. We are so we're stagnant, dude. We're basically static. We're 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 um what's um we're stunt. Like our growth our growth is completely stunt. Like like there's a chance we're not gonna have a, a growth spurt at all if we continue with this fucking same uh type of perspective of the world that we have in all of our heads, dude. Now, what's the last need? The sixth one, uh, the need to contribute. The need to contribute beyond yourself, which a lot of people are doing. They're sitting at food banks. They're uh, they're helping people who are dying from COVID-19, all that shit. But see how the needs are scrambled? And there's two needs that are very, very crucial right now. And they're scary. No one's loving each other and no one's growing. Mm-hmm. Those Those two right there. One is the need of the spirit, as they like to call it. Uh, Tony Robbins and Dr. Chloe Madonna's. And one's the need of the ego. So the first four needs with is the need of the ego, which everybody has. It's universal from terrorists to the fucking lunch lady to Barack <laughs> Obama to fucking Donald Trump Jr. They all have them, dude. The first four are the first four you feel the need to fill immediately from playing in a band to fucking going to school to taking your dog out for, for a walk and throwing the ball that they fetch. To fucking uh, Roger uh, watching fucking, uh, what was that one show you showed me? Oh, uh, Seven on Hulu. Oh. The movie Seven on Hulu. Like, yeah. That type of shit. Like, that, <laughs> that's why social media has been so strong with. And you know this because how quickly do you meet the first four needs of the ego when you fucking just log on to Facebook or Instagram? Almost mm-hmm. immediately, dude. Yeah. 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 
and it's, it's like dude, you know, everyone thinks it's bullshit when I talk about this stuff, but dude, I have felt when I felt low with, and I thank you for this, man. I'm gonna give props to you as a young man. I was only 20, 26 when I met you. Mm-hmm. You, I had a significance problem, dude. You, you, um, really? Yeah, dude. Believe it or not, that's why. Uh, I remember Roger saw me go through this face. I would just work out like a madman, try to get as buff as possible and try to beat someone up at a bar. I was that, <laughs> I was that guy, dude. I was that guy. And then I started going to karaoke because I'm like, yeah, I could still sing, you know, and then kind of toning it down a little bit. Then I started going to live karaoke. And then I found this band in Alhambra whose singer just happened to say, hey, you know the lyrics to fucking Under the Bridge from Red Hot Chili Peppers? That's and right. I said, yeah. And that's it. That w- That's the start. And dude, my significance level from 2005 to now has been totally fucking different, dude. Because <laughs> of that reason, bro. Yeah, you are. You are. You are bully. The one time you got in trouble for beating up a table. Oh, on several <laughs> occasions, but that before I met these guys, and then um, quickly, boom, right there, I met the first three needs the minute I walked in to the cigar lounge. Yeah, right away, and then, uh, but the last two needs that didn't come till later, with because I didn't grow with with the band until like probably after uh, Rod's wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I, I contributed to the band as best as I could whenever I saw you guys. And um, now it's like my contribution to not the, not the band, but you, because mm-hmm. you being in the band, that's how I met you. Um, dude, I, I offered you knowledge. Unbeknownst, I'm like, well, I don't expect them to know any of this shit. And he ate it all up and, and made I it didn't his know own, anything, dude. But I was willing to, you know get outside my comfort zone and try something new. I mean, that's Hell. why th- that's basically what the five foot Viking podcast is going to be about. I'm just going to connect with some people that, um, you know, being in the band for 20 years, I've created relationships with people that are in really different walks of life and yeah. are just really interesting to me. So, um, you know, just a, 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 a little plug. Um, <laughs> my, uh, we're just going to do a, a quick 30 to 40 minute, conversation with i'm going to have some guests on that um are professionals in their field and we're going to learn something and talk about some fun stuff so it's kind of cool to connect that way but i got the only reason why the five foot viking is even going to be in existence is because of the last eight months of me and you having text message conversations um you know on the daily on the daily shameless marketing again ladies and gentlemen shameless marketing <laughs> brought Thank to you dude. by the I appreciate that. Viking. No, I and I mean this because dude, okay, now now that I've explained those so those six human needs, and now, now you can see where this pandemic is is going. Mm-hmm. Um there's a, a world of fucking uncertainty, dude, and hence this is the next thing I wanted to show you guys thanks to Roger showing me this. Um speaking of basically a world of uncertainty and not knowing what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Um, we have Karen's bro <laughs> because of that reason. Oh my God. No. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're trying to fulfill that first human need certainty. Cause they're not certain that a mask is going to work to cover their face 
and protect them from a deadly virus. Um, and then quite the contrary, then there's people that it's, dude, this is exactly what I'm seeing right before my fucking eyes. And Satan bless social media for exposing all this shit, bro. Cause this is devil shit that's happening <laughs> in the world. And I'm just horns up, dude, like this going, fuck yeah, dude, fuck these bitches. Yeah. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the three of us, we're not going to watch the whole thing. But Roger was so kind to, to share these caring compilations with me. Give credit to uh, Cringe Report. Those guys, their yes. channel is pretty awesome. They come up with this cool stuff. It's on YouTube, so check it out. They have a lot of other great stuff on there. Cringe and, Report and, does a lot of good shit. And not, not to disrespect anyone named Karen, because I know a lot of great Karens. Yeah, right. in the next in the next ten years, maybe even five years, the word the the name Karen will be extinct, and no one's gonna <laughs> want to use it. Well, the name and, got ruined in a way, but yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll pause after each fucking freak out and kind of analyze the situation and find out what had the fuck happened. Like this first fucking chick. Let's see. <laughs> I don't care who you get You have no idea. You have no idea. You have no video bro <laughs> i love the intro oh my god wait what happened i don't know i guess they didn't want to let her board her flight or board a, a bus i don't know I mean, oh there's... my god that is fucking crazy dude people actually f these fuck man i i would start filming too <laughs> Like, god damn, oh, man. Like, like you kidding me? Shout out to Chris. Oh, oh yeah. great. Okay. I, do you have any context on this one? Should we just watch it? Just watch it and we'll talk about it. All right. Here we go. Do you know how to wait your turn when you're bowling next to my family? How do I have to wait a turn? We're on different lanes. That's the problem. You see, you're not supposed to go when other people are going. I can be a professional and you can be screwing me up. I can see your score. You're definitely not a professional. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, oh, are they bowling? Yeah, they're bowling. So uh, this, this girl is. What is wrong with her, man? She's angry because the guy who's filming bowled while she was going taking her turn. So now she's like, "You shouldn't do that because what if I'm a professional and I'm trying to perfect my game?" And you straight out shut her up. I see your score. You're oh not a professional. Ah, uh, dude, what the fuck? She finished the game with 40 points. Well, I took some pictures of you and your family. That's and kind of weird. Because you don't know bullying etiquette. Go ahead and show them. You don't know bullying etiquette. I don't care. You don't know bullying etiquette. Okay. There, right there, recording me. He's recording me. Yeah, I am. Physically assault me and he called me a slur. Yeah, you're a bitch. <laughs> don't you dare follow me in my car. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All burned out. <laughs> what the fuck, dude? I thought that was uh, Diane Keaton on the audition. <laughs> oh, 
I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Lord. All right, let's... uh, these people won't learn. You're a bunch of idiots wearing masks. You know it's not real. Whoa, this is a dude. This is a dude ranting what? about it. Fools, you got a fucking doily on your face, you retard. It looks like you fucking got it off your mom's countertop. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Wait, seriously, dude. Seriously, this can all, all this a lot of this can be saved just by adhering to the advice that I got from a friend of mine. Stay in your lane. Just, just, that's it, dude. just yeah, stay that's in your it. lane. Listen, yeah. like the guys burned out at other people wearing masks. Why? Like it, it does it. If it bothers you that much, fucking stay home. Who what gives do we shit? call a dude? Karen. Isn't it uh, Kevin? Ken. Isn't no, it? Ken. 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 Yeah. Ken and Karen. Oh man. I know so many. But like, just, I mean, name dude, Ken and they're cool. like, just, just stay in your lane, bro. Go and go, look like he was in Sprouts. Bro. Go get your vegan chocolate milk and go home. Like, <laughs> it's all good. Like, and trust me, I have vegan chocolate milk. It's really good. So like go into Sprouts. I, I must confess. I tried it. It's fucking amazing. Go get your, go get your vegan chocolate milk. Get in line. And hey, if people are wearing masks, you don't have to be, Man. you don't got to shout everything, dude. Like, just go get your stuff and go home. Like, you look like an idiot. You're a child. Make you wear a mask. You know who looks more like an idiot is you in there screaming at people. No, he had to have his daughter pick him up and take him. We need to see that because there's a deal of watermelons, bro. Come on. Yo, man, what the fuck? That that that's usually a really good solution. Just pick up these people and just take them outside. And the, and that dude, that other kid, the other youngster that's with them had a MAGA hat on, a red MAGA hat. Those were those weird? were his sons. Though. You know, what, let me guys. ask you something about this this whole situation. I I know that you know the the Karen videos have been have been getting pretty pretty popular and they've been getting a lot of traction. But I'm mm-hmm. wondering if this type of um you know, this, these type of incidents, if they've been happening for years, but we're mm. only seeing it now because of social media, or are these, are they simply happening now because of like what you were saying about the six things that we need and people yeah. are just going a little bit crazy now, you know? No, I, I think it's just that because Roger, think about him, you know, for example, QAnon, QAnon started like basically taking advantage of those four, first four needs of the ego by filling people with some false certainty that all oh, this is a, an elaborate plan to take control of you, your guns, your money, your Bitcoin, and your fucking microchip fucking penis, whatever, dude. It's that <laughs> fucking uh, level of manipulation mm-hmm. that if I saw someone that lacked, if I was a bad person, I'm going to think like one too. If I say someone that lacked the first four needs, dude, I would immediately, that was, it's like fucking, like me and Roger used to sell fucking phones, man. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like. Like if we know someone is just a, uh, it's like you're a predator, man. That's what you are. And it's just, uh, there's, there's you people can do it in different there. forms, man. Yeah. Virtually. I think that there's a lot, there's, the, there's such a, 
there's another avenue to this that we haven't explored, and I think it's the the um the sense of entitlement. And I think right. where did that come from? Where does that okay? And with those first four needs, the sense of entitlement comes from where? Well, it's part of the ego, I guess, but I don't know which yeah, number. But it's, it's a third need, the need to feel significant because there's a big fucking uncertainty mm-hmm. uh, problem there. That's what well, they like. Too, that that I mean, I can't speak for any other state, but I know that in California, it's it's massive. This whole this whole sense of entitlement, and I mean, it even started decades ago. And what was the saying? It was like "fake it till you make it." Like, yeah, that's that was the saying. Like we were we were entitled before being entitled was popular. And yeah, so this whole, you know, everybody is already, they need to have this sense of entitlement. That's why I need more followers on my Instagram and I need more yep. people to retweet me and I need, you know, all these people to take selfies with me or yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like now when we go into a pandemic and everybody's shut down and a lot of people's careers are taken away and maybe their sense of entitlement is like even lower now. So like people yeah, so are going reaching, nuts dude. now. People are going fucking yeah. crazy. That's the third human need. That's the need for significance. They don't feel special. They don't feel useless. They feel useless. They don't feel that they are filling that void that was big in, in the there was first a, place. There was a meme that I saw that I just, I, I really, I try to think about it daily. It was just a like a chalkboard that somebody had wrote on a sandwich chalkboard that they put on the yeah. sidewalk in front of their, their uh, establishment. And it said something to the effect of, you know, the person that you're standing next to on at any given moment could literally be holding on to their sanity by it you know like with one finger like they can yeah. they're literally holding trying their best just to hold it together today because yeah. they don't know what people are going through so when you deal with people you know lead with love or or you know just try to yeah you know someone well, might be scary for might, people is love bro love is scary like that girl the, is- the girl in the very first video that was getting on a plane we don't know her situation maybe she was right. trying to go home and see her dad who was in the hospital dying of covid exactly you know i mean shit i might freak out too so like we might right. look at the video and laugh at it because we don't know the context yeah but maybe if we do know the context of it we'd be like wow maybe well, we, we should try to react yeah. with the people behind the cell phone filming yeah yeah yes so I mean, yeah. is it is it is it comical sometimes? Absolutely. Um, when you give it more context, I think we can have more empathy to it. Right. You know, I don't want to be the uh, the downer voice of reason. <laughs> it makes perfect sense. I mean, <laughs> I'm all, yeah, this is funny, but fuck you guys. Like, <laughs> Her dad is dying, guys. I mean, She's I mean, a nice lady. Think, the reason why we're seeing more and more of this is yeah, because social media is just the big thing now. We yeah. see it happening, but most of this shit happened in the past four years. You yeah. know, if you look at all this stuff, it's it's been more abundant. And been, I mean, it's it's something where people have been bottling it up for yeah. so long, and now they're letting it all out because they feel that they can do it. Not because of, um, in my opinion, it's because of our poor leadership, our poor yeah. influence from our 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 leaders. Yeah, uh, I'm just gonna say it. Our, our 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 current president, all the shit that he spouted, everything that he said, it like I said, it literally divided us. And now all these people that are doing this crap are saying that, well, I have the right. I don't need to do what what you know. I don't need to listen to what you're saying. This is you know, um, I'm I'm exempt. I'm all this other bullshit, you know. And they mm-hmm. start spouting all these other things, saying that it's okay for me to call my neighbor an asshole. Or just belittle 
the people that live across the street from me because they're a different race, you know? Absolutely. So, and most of that shit you see captured on these videos is because of that. It's based off of, you know, these emotions that most people have bottled up for so long because they just didn't want to say anything. We're too afraid of saying something. But now they have a venue that says, go ahead. You know, if I'm doing this, you could do it. And it's so crazy because it, it's a really bad toxic fucking recipe because they they're bottling their harboring feelings of racism of fucking prejudice yeah of fucking just sheer like just tomfoolery dude and, and the minute someone says hey it's okay for you to call someone the n-word it's okay for you the, to call someone exactly this. and the easiest solution to something like that is just to say hi what's up yeah how are you or what are you into? You know, I mean, just to get to know, once you get to know the, their neighbors from across the street, you get to see that, okay, they're into this kind of stuff yeah. and this kind of stuff. And then you start to, you know, create a bond. But they you, you know what I see, that, if you know what I see fucking Trump supporters like Roger, you want to know? Like, wow. I, I see them as I'm Donald Trump. I activated all these motherfuckers at singular wireless and they're my fucking customers. <laughs> like that dude like I, i'm giving i'm getting my coverage and i'm going to be bigger than all the networks like just seeing a strategy at the beginning even before that like when i would watch the show the apprentice and i would see him i'm like okay this guy's a master closer he's a master manipulator he's a master narcissist you have to be a master narcissist to basically get a, a million people to fucking do what you tell them to do bro it is fuck. It, he's like this, dude. And but guess what? It happens with every single head of state, dude. They have like Barack Obama was a pimp at it, dude. George <laughs> W. Bush, fucking flawless. He even coined the phrase nuclear. <laughs> Who the dude? I still say that to this day on accident because nuclear. I heard him repeatedly fucking that was his dude. I noticed all the really small things in the psychology of fucking uh, big leaders, dude, from ruling with a fucking iron fist to the democracy that we we're supposed to have here, but we don't because it turned into a fucking marketing scheme, man. And it's a genius one at that because they're selling you Coke and Pepsi every four years, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still the same high fructose corn syrup that you're not supposed to be drinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the way I see it. It's like when someone going to come around and said, hey, you can make your own soda at home and here's how, and it's a lot healthier. We're not going to get that, bro. Right. Fuck I just no. did. I bought a soda stream. <laughs> I have one myself. I so. love them. So I got a, I got a soda stream and <laughs> I got it too. So. And I ended up buying this, this like good, syrup man. stuff that you, that you put in it and it's, it's like way better for you. And it's, yeah. um, but it's called Dr. Pete. <laughs> I got it right here. Dude. That's Dr. Best Pete. So like, Bastards. Would, I haven't got on that train yet. Oh, dude, it's good. It's good stuff, bro. Soda stream, bro. Yeah. yeah well, I haven't it. drank Coke in three years, so I'm proud of that. But I still hey, drink like Sierra you could definitely get yourself a Soda Stream and have some Doctor Peter, like Doctor Peter. Peter. And it's healthy for you. It's, it's a lot more stuff. healthy than that can stuff you buy in the store. It's good stuff. Um, but um, <laughs> shall we keep watching more of this and see what what's? Keep going. Let's here. look at this next. Oh one. my god, you got like 45 minutes of this. <laughs> No, I mean, we're not going to watch all this shit, but, <laughs> no, but um, anyway, well, actually, matter of fact, we'll stop watching this for now because it's time for the newest segment of the podcast, gentlemen. 
ladies and gentlemen, the Soda Stream. Wow. <laughs> yes. This I, segment, I, uh, I, I was thinking about it. I'm like, ah, what should I call it? You know, should I? It has to be me in general. And um, I came up with the name and I'm like, okay, La Selección Namrock. What does that mean? It's, it, it's, is uh, that Latin? <laughs> uh, curiosita. Yeah, right. Um, la Selección means the selection. The selection of Namrock. Right. I, I use La Selección because uh, the Mexican soccer team, that's what they're called uh, for the national team, La Selección Mexicana. Okay. Um, that's why, like, you know, the ones that play in the World Cup, those are the, the chosen ones. So <laughs> I have my set of chosen ones All right. in this segment, and I'm going to show you each video that I came up on the interwebs, uh, and you're going to give me your reaction. Uh, only because I just want to see what you guys would do to each one, how you guys would react. Um, but um, have you have you heard of the comedian Jimmy O. Yang? Sounds familiar. Yeah. You I think so. Him at all? I found it. Uh, obviously, I mean, I'm on TikTok. You guys could follow me. Same fucking username. Um, but they're, the clips are either yeah. 15 seconds most of the time or they're, what, 30 to a minute. And um, I find his comedy to be fucking hilarious because one, he's an Asian comedian and I get his jokes because be growing up in SGV for my teenage years uh, on this side of the fucking hill, this sounded all too familiar. So this is this is 32 seconds, 32 seconds of a standoff. So check this out. My dad would take me to every practice, every tournament game, and he always tried to give me a pep talk before every game. But you know, Asian parents, they're way too honest. So every pep talk just turned into an insult. <laughs> like he'll come up to me and be like, Jimmy, Jimmy, you're going to play well, okay? Even though you're slow, even though you're weak, and you suck. And then he would just walk away. <laughs> Is that a laugh track? No, that was him actually doing it live one uh, one night. It was like a special, I think, either Comedy Central or something else. Um, but that that's very, very fucking. Uh, not, I'm not gonna say it's not relatable to me, but when I worked in San Gabriel with with all my Asian buddies, I that's exactly how their fucking their dad is, dude. They're so like all brutally honest with the son. And um, the, the daughter's kind of like, eh, <laughs> like they're trying to make the sun hard and mold fucking cookie dough, uh, mold, mold, mold them out of, carve them out of wood instead of fucking making them out of cookie dough and shit. Um, so that that's what the fuck. Look, another one. Soda stream is the best. God damn you guys, man. Sure. You. Yeah. We should get sponsored. We're, we're all ahead we of the curve. I got, I got right. three, I got three canisters. I have wow. two. One, because. <laughs> I had to go get another one because I, I accidentally left the one that came with the soda stream next to the stove. <laughs> and when I was cooking breakfast, I was like, what's that smell? And all of a oh. sudden now, now my soda stream canister, it's like, it's like, a, it looks like a <laughs> banana because it started to melt. No. <laughs> but like, but it's good though, because That's like hilarious. I tried it because I mean, they, they, the integrity of that plastic has to be great because you're, you're, you're carbonating water inside it. So, yeah, yeah. so my wife is like, should we get another one? I was like, well, let's just see if this one explodes. So we plugged it in. <laughs> let's see if this one's exploding. Even, if, even though it's like got the banana look now. 
And I was oh, like, man. <laughs> and I was like trying to. You know they have an expiration date. <laughs> now I do. Wow. <laughs> like now I do. <laughs> like, Every they, manual. <laughs> they give so, you like three years with the bottle before you got to get a new. <laughs> Yeah, I um. Oh, so now I have two bottles. I have the banana bottle and the uh, <laughs> the bottle. <laughs> still works though. So now I've got <laughs> I've got Doctor Peter in the in one of in one of them. All and, the pun intended on that one, dude. And then regular um, <laughs> Doctor Peter's in one, Georgine, and then I have. Georgine said I was gifted a soda stream last Christmas. I haven't you touched actually, on the box. You, I gotta get it out, dude. You know, just to me, Georgine, I'll take it. Uh, my homegirl, uh, my friend Bernice's sister, Georgine. Yeah, oh, you really need please. to. You got to go check it out. Oh, they're, they're they're great. Yeah. yeah you okay, can, so you can buy next, like the actual next... soda syrup in like Sam's Club too. Like wow. you know, I used to go to Diet Coke mm-hmm. and use that. You oh, I would I would go to um, carbonated water. I, I I was big on the carbonated water, so I would go to Trader yeah. Joe's and I get all of the carbonated waters. But I figured I'm like, man, this is a lot of plastic and los felicito, te felicito. Um, <laughs> and so I I realized, you know, and and I gotta I gotta give my wife a lot of props on this. She's really environmentally uh, conscious, so she's like, babe, like you're just you're you're getting a bunch of these. You know, look at all these plastic bottles that you're yeah. getting. You know, let's just get the soda stream. And I was like, you know, okay, whatever. We'll we'll try it out. And as soon as I tried it, I soda stream's dope. It's badass. Yeah, it's and, but there so is soda stream. Still, if you're listening, uh, we would like to get sponsored by you. Yes. And um, but, but here's the thing: though, there's one there's one carbonated water that I will I will still go out and buy. And it's the, you, you know what I'm talking about? It's the, the twelve pack of Topo Chicos from Oh Topo Chicos. Yeah, you can't. There's just there, yeah. there's not enough sprays I can put in to make it taste like Topo. Chico's. Oh yeah. All right. So this next this next video found uh, I, I kind of thought of wit uh, on this one, and I'm like, okay, maybe th- this is kind of like a I'm like, oh, okay, this is interesting. And I wanted to hear exactly what it is that the signs that you could be a genius. So check this kid out. Here are some signs that you could actually be a genius. One of the first signs of you being a genius is if you overthink a lot. This is because your mind is constantly bouncing between different thoughts. This leads to you worrying and overthinking about everything. That's that's the exact description of Wit and Roger. That's why yeah. I have therapy. That's so that's crazy. That's why I'm talking to a therapist. Fuck. Now, if you talk to yourself, this will probably surprise you. But studies show people who actually talk to themselves have a higher intelligence. Next, if you can't, (laughs) I always thought I always thought because I was an only child. Their brains are always so full of thoughts and always going. It's hard for them to sleep. Another sign is if you question yourself about everything. Probably always questioning the smallest things, and it can go very deep. And finally, forget simple things. Genius mind is always filled with thoughts and ideas, so you could be a bit scattered. That is so wow. accurate. That's why I thought of you, Wit. I'm like, dude. Like everything he said is me. So apparently. Like, holy is that shit. why my short term memory's exactly. fucked up? Apparently I'm a genius. Is that why my short term memory's fucked up? <laughs> oh, dude. Roger's short term memory is horrible, but he'll remember something from like 2002. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, dude. And, and me, I'm quite the contrary. I remember every little detail. Yeah. Uh, but but re- lately, my short term has been really bad. I'm like, fuck, I can't even remember where I put my phone, dude. 
I was like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? So I don't know if a lot of people are going through that right now, but dude, right away when I saw that, I dude. thought, I'm like, dude, this is wit, bro. Yeah, 100%. Like everything he said, I was like, okay, that's me. It was like a checklist. Like I was just checking yeah. off. I talked like, to myself. Oh my you gosh. I have full on. See, here's the yeah. difference. Okay. I think a genius talks to himself. Crazy person answers. Like, so I, I don't, I don't answer myself, but I do talk to myself. Like when you start <laughs> hearing answers, that's he was when a prostate exam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you know, I, I'm guilty of that too. Like I'll, I'll talk to myself. I'll scold myself for doing something clumsy, dude. Like dropping like milk on the table or the, the tragic one for me, dude, is when I'm opening a beer bottle and I <clears> drop <throat> it on the floor, dude, and it breaks. It's glass. I immediately. Wait, I'm this like, has happened more ah! than once for you. Yeah, but I mean, don't answer that, Roger. That's kind of normal. I mean, you would this react a lot. to something. But I'm just saying, no, like that is really, just making stupid mistakes, little mistakes, like, like forgetting tend, to you, fucking clean the lint you, fucking tray. Do you tend to think out loud? Like, do you just yes. spurt your thoughts out? Like, yeah, you just talk them out, and and you just like this podcast that. is my mind out loud, which is fucking mm-hmm. crazy. And look, yeah, but you're how talking about up. And we're responding huh? to it. We're responding to your thoughts, but you never have th- conversations in your head. Really? Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is my head. These would take care. Of, these would take place in my mind while I'm like watching a movie or something. So you already know what I'm going to say. What? Like I was just saying, you already, you, you already had this conversation with us. No, it would be ago. different topics. It would be like, um, it, it wouldn't be this exact topic that we're talking about. It would no, be something I, I, else. I, mean, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah. And Alex said, as long as you don't talk to yourself when rubbing one out. Look at wit. And then, okay, this, this next video on La Selección Namrock, uh, it made me think of me and Roger. And I don't know, maybe wit went through this too during his uh, short time in Pico, but. This is the How meme, come everything right? got to be short? Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm five foot. Meme. It says meme. Me staying inside like the government said to, which is the current order. And these are your Hispanic neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably still Rod playing over there. <laughs> <laughs> but look at the, the meme, dude. It's so trippy. Like, what the fuck is that thing? What is that? Like drawing, looks like something it's out a of dude a... laying down in his bed. <laughs> He's like, fuck. And the neighbors are partying. There was another meme like that where the video was like, how oh, come you? God. I think, no, maybe it was just some guy venting or ranting, but he was saying, how come my Hispanic neighbors party for like oh, 24 yeah. hours straight? <laughs> I saw that. Is that the one you sent that one out, right? I sent that one. Not even sent one out, but I I shared it on Instagram because I was like, dude, I saw that. I'm like, dude, because that's how we are. I'm sure. And and this next video I found, this is kind of like a like, oh shit, that escalated quickly, and what could go wrong? So uh, listen to this. With you're a married man, just like me. No, this is the reason why he's getting a divorce. Check this out. So the reason why I'm getting a divorce because when I woke up, it was my birthday. My wife didn't acknowledge my birthday. My son didn't acknowledge my birthday. I went to work. My co-workers didn't acknowledge my birthday. And my manager called me in and said, Mario. I said, fuck. I get in there and she said, happy birthday. I said, oh, thanks. Then she said, 
you want to get some lunch? And I was like, okay. And then she was like, you want to go back to my place? And I was like, all right. So I went back to her place and she was like, let me step in my room. I'll be right back. She got back five minutes later and my kids, my co-workers, my wife was all there to say happy birthday with a cake and I was on the couch butt naked. Screaming. I was screaming. I'm like, God damn. Don't <laughs> make me pee, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> like, oh, dude, that could be any man, man. Any wow. fucking man. Like, that's thinking, like, oh, fuck, no one cares about me. Like, my, my relationship is in shambles. And that could have been the very moment. That made it all go away, and you fucking god damn, Georgie's ain't no one gonna blow out his candle. <laughs> like I went away. So check this out. This next video I found. Uh, I wanted I wanted to show this to um <clears throat> to Wit. Uh, this this will be interesting for him to know, Roger. Um, mm-hmm. and and crazy that Boris is actually tuned in because he'll get he'll get this one too because he's uh, he's Venezuelan. Uh, Roger and I uh, are Mexican, but also Roger's half Salvadorian. Um, we all have accents, with, believe it or not. All, all Mexicans, Latinos, Central Americans, South Americans, we all have accents. And right. they're very, very, very distinguishable. It's like um, like how people speak uh, English in the South, uh, New Yorkers, Chicagoans, um, Floridians even have a fucking tone and delivery. Us Californians, of course. Uh, and dude. like in California and NorCal, two worlds apart, dude, in the same fucking state. So weird. And um, all right, so Bodhi says, I've been married to a Mexican for 20 years. Okay, so you'll get this next segment on Selección Nemrock. Selección. This guy on QWIT does, I think, four or five accents. And Roger, check this shit out. He's going to oh, do, no. uh, I think he starts off with uh, a Mexican accent, a Mexican accent, and then he goes on to everyone. Mexican. No. That sounds Mexican to me because um, the majority of um, the impersonations that come from Mexico are either very um, northern, northern Mexican or they're they're Chilango, which we, we we say Chilango, but it's like like city Mexican from the capital of Mexico City. Yeah, that's, that's what they sound like. <laughs> I I know the difference. That accent on point, that's perfect. Okay, I get it. He he got something, but it just it didn't it didn't really you know okay. it didn't trigger anything in me because I'm like that doesn't sound Mexican to me. Hold on, let like, me hear it I again. Come from a di- I know I, I come from a different part of Mexico. Yeah, my, my my mom is from and his mom is from. They're literally on different coasts. Uh huh. Okay. My mom's yeah. from uh from near near the Atlantic, um, uh, not the Atlantic. I'm sorry, near the 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 Pacific. Right. Ocean's fucking, and he, they're more by the Gulf. Um, 
my mom's uh, Yucatan. So they have a whole different dialect there compared to like Chilango or, you know. (laughs) It's like tone and delivery is so different with. And uh, but check this out. He goes on to other uh, nationalities. Check this out. <laughs> it would have been more better with Chico. Oh my god! It would have been much better with this. Oye, Chico, don't let me get Dude, you have to know Cubans personally to just get fuck, man. It's the equivalent of like, um, what's the Cuban equivalent of uh, uh, an American tone? Roger, would you say? Like, um, probably like uh, probably I'm, New York. I'm, no, I'm, a New York, I'm like New more York, like Boston. No, I'm thinking more like Boston. We talk like this. Or Bostonians, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking more like Boston, because they have a more, so, more of like a tone with the slang. Right. Look at where you're from. I say Venezuela, and they say Minnesota. I didn't know uh, they speak Spanish in Minnesota. <laughs> no, 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 no. Next time when somebody asks you, just say it's uh, South America, and then they're gonna say, well, "Where is that? Like Louisiana or Georgia?" <laughs> All right, let's see what else he's got. He's got Argentinian. No, that's not Argentine. Come on. Venezuelan. It all sounds the same to me. I'm sorry. Really? It does? Maybe. Um, in in the context of um, uh, how, but you you don't see the 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 microaggressions uh, and everything, like the way they use their hands, the way they poke uh-huh. their lips. I'd have to. I think maybe like hearing it through this. Maybe if I, because I can't really hear it too well. So right, like uh, like your wife, for example, she had to me. She has a particular tone and delivery when I hear her speak Spanish, and I already know. Oh, you should hear her when she's drunk too. It, it like the 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 accent gets thicker. Like, I know it's, how it's, she sounds when she's drunk. That's, that's and hilarious. It's a very, very scary thing because drunken yeah. Mexican women, goddamn, dude. Yeah, she's funny. They're lionesses, bro. And it's funny to watch, but nonetheless. Yeah, like, not when you're on the, the, the wrong side of that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> dude, you have to tell me and Roger, man. It's so fucking crazy. <laughs> it's that's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, Dominican Spanish wit is yeah. not moderate at all. Okay. Even us uh, Spanish speakers were like, what? They're, it's the equivalent of Boom Howard, dude, when he speaks on King of the Hill. Okay. Me. All right. <laughs> so, and then yeah. let's see what's the end yeah, with. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Like Rod. Here's the thing about yes, here's the thing about Puerto Ricans. Um, they're technically part of the US because they are yeah. their territory, so yeah. Grew up, you know, kind of American-ish too, but they're they're kind of the equivalent to me of uh Mexicans like me and Roger, born in California. <laughs> that's that's basically what we are. We're we're kind of like the um uh fucking Lou Diamond Phillips and Richie Valens of fucking uh, of California. Like, you know, you have, you came from parents that they obviously immigrated, right? 
and not not always legally of course and uh you then you you get some culture but at the same time you're growing up in the LAUSD or whatever other school district and then that's how you intertwine you pick up up all your culture and language from outside of your house but you're still absorbing your your heritage from your house (laughs) from your did you know that when i first met wit uh roger he introduced himself as weddle (laughs) (laughs) really yeah i'm like me too because like dude like even with thinks like I don't think he looks as Anglo as I I would make him out to be. Well, with this was- light, this ring light that I have, yeah, I look like a ghost. Uh, but he I actually mixed to me. Like I oh, actually this carry a decent tan most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> like he looked, uh, uh, he looked very. Um, I thought for a fact, I'm like this guy's either. Uh, I I kind of guessed it right now that I that I remember. I thought he was either like Greek Italian. Mm-hmm. Or um, some type of like Iberian, like where my ancestry is from, Iberia. Um, my so downside like, is Greek. Is my- yeah, so I'm like because he doesn't look like he doesn't look like a Saxon at all, dude. And I'm, I'm a like, chameleon, though, dude. Like, I mean, you look at me now. I've got like this hair, this beard. This I've always had been able to change my look pretty decently, but like, you know, when I cut this beard, there was a really gorgeous <laughs> white guy underneath this beard. I'm telling you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so the thing is, like, I got to grow the beard out like every couple of years and just keep people thinking, you know. So, you know, they get used to the beard and they're like, oh, look at this old dude, you know. But then I cut the beard off and I look like I should be in a boy band. And, wow. and, uh, and that's that's how I stay on top. So so um, <laughs> um Back to like the funny shit that I've been finding on the internet. You you guys have seen those preachers uh, that condemn COVID nineteen? Oh, that dude oh, with the guitar. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna play this shit for dude, you guys. That's the greatest shit. shit that's the seen. greatest shit. And I'm like, God, I can I cannot stop watching this. This is awesome. I love and, it because we in have- the name of Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Standing in the office of the prophet of God, I execute judgment on you, COVID-19. I execute judgment on you, Satan, you destroyer, you killer, you get out, you point break your power, you get off this nation, I demand judgment on you, I demand, I demand, I demand. Vaccination to come in <laughs> The guitar changes. I call you dumb. I call you dumb. You come down from your place of authority, destroyer. You yeah, come dude. down and you crawl. Oh my god, that dude. That, that was great. Wow. That dude is genius. Like genius. Oh yes, it does, bodies. I saw that and that was the most fucking demonic shit I've ever <laughs> seen in my life, dude. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, oh, that was fuck. so good. I mean, he I, this guy has another one out, but I'm just like, God damn, that is fucking crazy. And 
All right, <laughs> shit's gonna get real now, man. I did, man. I was like, <laughs> okay, so this is just another normal experiment in Russia. Uh, I don't oh, no. know what he has, but it looks like he has something in his hand. Oh, it's chloroform. Oh, no. What the shit? No, what we did in the Escalated quickly. We need that for the Karens, dude. Oh, oh my God! What do you think was gonna happen, fucking Yaguslav? Come on, that was awesome. Bro. Hey, can we watch that one more time? <laughs> you want to watch it again? I do want to watch it one more time. <laughs> this one's titled "Just Another Normal Experiment in Russia." If that is the norm in Russia, bro, what the fuck, man? God damn! Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, chloroform. Chloroform. This was just as good as that Russian, that oh Russian video God. was like, oh yeah, this is a flashback. <laughs> it's just like oh. Oh. I wonder how um how how long he was out. Fucking bodies, dude's like, yes. Oh man. And then oh god, I that once I found oh, that man. one, I was finding a, a few ones. I'm like, okay, I gotta show you these. So check this one out. All right. Oh my god, dude, what the fuck, man? I was just down the rabbit hole and I found me. I was like, God, can this get much worse? And it does, man. <laughs> it does. So, times. okay, number one rule at a, at a fucking Mexican party is do not let the drunken fucking deals hit the fucking piñata, dude. Oh. Do not. Wait, that's, that's the number rule. one rule? I thought the first yeah, rule was to make sure that there's cream cheese and salsa. No. Don't do it, especially after like beer number eleven and like two shots of fucking uh, Don Julio and shit. So this guy decides to hit the Santa piñata. Look at <laughs> Mama said, "Knock you out." <laughs> oh my god! What happened to homeboy, dude? What the hell? He got clunk in the head. At what point did that happen? <laughs> oh, he got 
he got clocked. <laughs> oh my god, man! Why? Telling you don't, because shit like that will happen, man. It will fucking happen. Show the one I just sent you. Oh my god, dude, that is just wrong, man. That that's <sighs> a broken fucking orbital bone. So it's like, oh shit, yeah, man. he's got like. <laughs> Oh Lord, that is just not good. Well, oh, the, my God. I mean, on the on the positive note, on that that uncle is probably going to lose twenty to thirty pounds in the next three months with his job wired shut, so he can. Fuck, man, God damn it, Roger! I can't share it because it's an MOV. Oh God, forget it. Yeah. All right. So okay, so this one is. Uh... Oh God damn, dude! All right, this. Do you ever watch those videos that kind of leave you anxious? Like whoa, 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 whoa and then fucking shit happens. That's like, that's like every video in my life. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, stop. Just He's uh, he's going to hit his nuts. He's going to fall. He's going to break his leg. Oh, come on. He's got it. He's got it. Oh, something bad's going to happen right got- now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what freaks me out about those videos, especially like the oh, skateboarding God. videos or those videos? I... I can't stand. I think I was I was traumatized as a child. Um, uh, no, maybe not a child. When I was about twenty one, I was working at an elementary school in Pasadena, and I was teaching music in an after school program. And long story short, this little girl fell off of the jungle gym and she broke her arm. And it hurt, like she was laying down. And I walked over and I was like, "Are you okay?" And she goes, "Oh, I'm hurt. I'm hurting." I said, "Oh, what's wrong?" I walked over and her arm was in the shape of an S. Like, oh no! Yeah, it was broken in like four spots. I don't know how she did it, but that traumatized me. Like, I don't. I can like imagine seeing that. Like, so whenever I see videos like this, I always think they're gonna fall and a leg is gonna, you know, snap or go backwards or something. So <laughs> I can laugh at that. That's just fucking hilarious. But the the, oh, the anxious, man. the anxiety for me is like in videos like that. I'm like. Oh my God! They're gonna, he's gonna land, and his knee's gonna go backwards or something. Oh! All right, I got one more, and that's it. Because I, I'm like, there was, I was getting, I was getting flooded with them after fucking searching one video, and the algorithm just fucking traps you, bro. So I had to stop. Some damn so, damn shit. This. Uh, uh, oh no! Oh no! Can't she realize that it's like it's it's offset? Oh, you did that on purpose? Oh, what are you? Holy <laughs> shit. Oh! That's all right. It's just your liver. You're, you're okay. Oh, you're tits. All right. Never mind. You going to try again? Oh. Fuck. Dude, what the fuck? No, that hurt. Oh. Let's see if I can freeze it the moment she realized she fucked up. <laughs> it was at this point she knew she fucked up. <laughs> the minute that left leg goes out, look at. Oh Lord. What is <laughs> happening here, dude? It's right oh, there. there. Right there. That's where the Jenga tower falls. <laughs> <laughs> no man, no. Oh, oh she bounced. She fucking oh, bounced. Shit. Oh. 
<laughs> she landed on her shoulder too. Oh no, poor girl. Okay, wow. first and foremost, okay, fucking Yogi, we get it. You vape. Why are you trying to do that, man? God damn it, man. That is so. So that concludes la selección. Ladies and gentlemen, Namrock, la, la selección. <laughs> and uh, we've reached the hour two of the podcast. Um, do you guys have anything you guys would like to say to the United States of America during this current state of don't do shit, stay home, don't go anywhere, and you know, wash your balls, but fucking shop at Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, just Hang in there. That's all I can say. Just hang in there. See how it goes. I will say this, though. Um, I will be shameless with promotion and marketing. Be sure you follow <laughs> the Five Foot Viking yes. podcast. Thank you, brother. Simply because uh, I told you so, and it's going to be a, an awesome fucking uh I, I'm not even going to call it a, a podcast. I, I'm going to treat it as a show because the format that you have it in, I'm it's just really, like, oh, good. okay. I don't even know. I think we're going to figure, we're just going to figure it out as we go. But I know I have the first, um, the first two episodes fairly thought out um, as far as what we're going to talk about. My, I really just want to, um, I want to learn something new. I want to talk with people that are professionals in fields that I'm, that I want to learn about, you know, real estate. Um, yeah. uh, I, I have a, a pro surfer um, that I, I'm curious. Um, I have a friend of mine. She's a, uh, she's a doctor and uh, like, she's a, uh, I don't know if she's a therapist, but um, I met her in Cuba and she was just recently on the Dr. Phil show. Um, oh, really? Yeah. She, as a, as a consultant, as so, you know, she was on the Dr. Phil show as a, as a guest to, analyze something or talk or give insight she's incredible and um i haven't reached out to her yet but i i do want to reach out to her and, and have her on about some things but like there's a you know i want to have some people on that we can just talk for a, a, a just a little bit of time dive right into some stuff and just have some fun with it so thanks for the promotion yeah, man i really appreciate of course, it anytime and uh you know the the rest of the world <clears throat> the rest of apparently i have a 600 600% increase in my podcast viewing on Spotify because the majority of of my insights are audio on the app. Uh -huh. I had a 600% increase in Australia. Wow. That's, That's massive. Awesome. I, I had no idea because I have my um, my insights from uh, my Spotify uh, Warped, mm -hmm. Warped 2020, the 2020 Warped that um, it basically summarizes what you're your top playlists, your top artists, whatever. But I have a podcast. This podcast is on Spotify. And thanks to a couple episodes, especially the Steel Rod one, oh, uh, the one that uh, uh, me and uh, Roger and shout out to our buddy Devin did with a 90s uh, kind of mm -hmm. throw, which I want to do with with Wit eventually too. Um, we basically re-reviewed um, seven uh from uh is it oh, david fincher yeah. I, think, yeah. I watched that one and, and uh ace ventura uh the first one we watched the original trailers back when they debuted in the 90s and we just talked about um <clears throat> like the movie itself like how you deciphered it back then and then how we interpret it now and it's kind of timeless because you feel the same like you know there's a lot of 
a lot of lunacy in the movie seven. And then there's a, still a lot of comical fucking jargon that we still use to this day from Ace Ventura. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, we gotta, we gotta talk about what films that, cause I know you're not that much older than we are. Uh, I'm, I'll be, uh, I'm, I'm aging myself again, guys, but I'll be 40 in February and Roger will be 40 in March. March, yep. yeah. And, and I, I just turned, just celebrated uh, I just his, turned 42. Uh, 40, 42nd birthday at, um, well, the first week of decades, uh, in, uh, Ana- is it Anaheim? Yeah. Yeah. So another shameless promotion, uh, <clears> these <throat> guys, what I mean by these guys, it's steel rod. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they are at decades. Uh, bar and Grill in, in Anaheim, Anaheim. every uh, Wednesday five, night. Yeah, five south exit. I think it's State College, right? Um, I go five north from where I'm going. I go five north. I get off on Harbor. Harbor, Harbor. Yeah, you know, five freeway Harbor exit. It's like literally right there, and like it's yeah. like a promenade or what, whatever it is. It's a cool little spot, and it's one of the yeah. only places that's actually staying open with and has the capability to stay open with uh, live entertainment. So we have a stage that's literally like just inside. People still yeah. are outside and we play from 6 PM till 9 PM on Wednesday nights. Okay. Yeah, cool. so, so here, here's what I was going to ask you. Cause I'm looking at my calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys will be there this Wednesday, the 9th. Yes. Is that correct? The 16th. Yes. Uh, will you guys be there the 23rd before? I believe so. I mean, if everything goes well, yes. Because guess what? Uh, my vacation starts the week of that Monday, the 14th. Mm-hmm. So I will be there for sure. Nice. Uh, that Wednesday. Uh, you definitely have to bring a mask. Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. So for um, all you anti-maskers out there, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's uncomfortable, but if this is the only way that we can go back to work and stay you know, relevant and, and check my ego. Because um, <laughs> apparently make, that's make important. your own. Um, make yeah, your own. just wear, make your own mask. And, um, but yeah, you, you got to bring a mask and uh, it's 21 and over and we play from six to nine. And the standard dress code is Mortal Kombat style. It's yes. a total norm. You could come with Sub-Zero, uh, fucking Scorpion, <laughs> Melina, whatever you want. Um, you get extra sure. bonus points if you dress up as Conan the Barbarian. Oh, shit. Yes. Conan. Motherfucking Conan. I don't know. Motherfucking <laughs> Conan. Good times. But, uh, nonetheless, thank you again, guys, for being on. That, that um, should be your next we'll, movie review. We're going to do a next a Conan. <laughs> we're going to do Conan. You go see Steelrod if you don't see Steelrod on Wednesdays in Anaheim. And they speak Spanish too. Spanish. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right, man. Thanks for being on. We'll see you guys next time. And remember, wash your balls, wear a mask, uh, shop at Walmart. Stay safe. Peace.